This is episode 70 with entrepreneur, author, and philanthropist, Michael Dash. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. We have an entrepreneur, author, and philanthropist. He's going to be sharing about his journey through um, a little bit through addiction into what he does today and helping people live in their flow just to get more done, to be more successful. Um, so I'm ex- super excited to share uh, his, just his everything, his, his story, his expertise with you all. Welcome, Michael, to the show. Thank you very much, Chris. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to have you. Um, just digging into your story a little bit and what you do. I would love for you to share um, whatever you feel open to sharing with the audience. Sure. Well, it's a great day to give everybody a break from all the election coverage. Um, so uh, you couldn't have picked a better day to do this. Um, and uh, yeah, I grew up the son of an entrepreneur. So I felt like this expectation upon me at an early age that I would have to follow in my dad's footsteps. Um, and I ended up doing that. Uh, but along the way, I discovered gambling at a very early age of 11. My uncle introduced me and I won the first bet that I ever made. And I was basically hooked from there. So that started a 20 year gambling addiction, uh, which um, was basically about everything. You know, I started with gambling on football, but then I worked for my father as an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old in his warehouse and all the guys in the warehouse gambled. So whatever I would get paid from my dad for working for him, I would go to the racetrack with the guys in the warehouse. So it was very convenient. Uh, And they would put bets on horses. for me. So I was betting on football, I was betting on horses. And then me and my friends were playing card games all the time. So this was all through my high school years. And when I went to college, I uh, eventually became a, it was my first uh, foray into entrepreneurship in college. Little did I know it would be as a bookie and eventually a drug dealer as I got involved in a lot of drugs in in college. And uh, I didn't really do any in high school, but in college, my roommate, got shot with a 357 Magnum by his ex-girlfriend. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And when I came back from spring break, the room was just filled with pills and different drugs. And that's really where I started experimenting. And then the business mind that I always had, I thought, you know, why make bets when I can take bets? And why, I, and then, so that's where I started being a bookie. And then with the drugs, it was like, well, I need something that's going to pay for the drugs that I'm doing. So why don't I just start dealing them? And then that's what I did. So that kind of took me through. Wow. That's (laughs) heavy, man. Well, I'm glad to see that you're doing well today. So, um, so what do you do today for everyone who doesn't know? And, um, what got you kind of into that field? Yeah, I after working, after graduating college, I worked in New York City for 10 years and then followed a business opportunity to Salt Lake City, Utah, of which I knew one person. So <laughs> we started our business there. So over all those years, I was working in the recruiting and staffing industry. 
okay. focused on first admins. But then when I started my business, it was all technology focused. I had a business partner. We built that up together uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, for about five and a half years. We're doing about, built it up to about five and a half million a year. Wow. We're doing pretty well. It was yeah. pretty, pretty uh, interesting and uh, business, pretty successful. Uh, but we hated each other. We grew to hate each other. I was very resentful of her working less hours during the day. So she'd go spend time with the kids. And I was working longer and longer days, 12-hour days. But we were still splitting everything 50-50. Mm. Resentment grew. Not the future of where we wanted to take the company grew. I wanted to build a $20 million company. She was kind of content where we were. And one thing led to another. I ended up buying her out in a very contentious negotiation. And then six months later, um, in my eyes at the time, she uh, violated our agreement. And uh, that basically, she sued me for because uh, I owed her a few more payments after purchasing the company. Mm. But after I found out she was violating the agreement, I sent her a letter saying I was doing an investigation. And then from that letter, she sued me. So that started a six-year lawsuit. Wow. Now, during this time, I had stopped gambling. So a 20-year gambling addiction was finally under control because I was going to Gamblers Anonymous. Hmm. And that really started the first type of work I ever did on myself. Yeah. But I really wasn't doing, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. I wasn't taking it too serious. I just wanted to stop gambling. Right. And I was still doing drugs. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I was still doing, I was popping Adderall every day. I was totally addicted to Adderall. Man. Know, for 12 years. Um, and Adderall is a very dangerous drug, even though it's a prescription medication and it's pres it was prescribed to me. I didn't buy it illegally or anything, not that that matters. <laughs> the pharmaceutical companies, what they're, what they're doing, don't even get me started. All right. But um, it's a dangerous drug because even though I have ADD um, and it helped me focus, it really controls your emotional state. So if you're mm. having a good day, it's like the best day you've ever had in your existence. Gotcha. But if you're having a bad day, you're like on the verge of committing suicide. Right. So it really just exacerbates that to the nth degree. Wow. And it puts you on edge. It's like cocaine in a pill. Um, so that was a very, very tough addiction for me to uh, overcome. Uh, but besides Adderall, I was taking GHB. I was drinking on the weekends and I was smoking marijuana. So Man. this is while I was running my business and dealing with this lawsuit I was in. So just like trying to divert from my reality that I built and I caused the reality. I built it for myself. Nobody else. Did. Right. But I blamed everybody else, all the other outside forces. It's this person's fault. Why is this happening to me? Blah, 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 blah. It's because of the decisions I made. Right. And I wasn't ready or in a place to accept responsibility for those. Mm. And my, my ego was massively out of control. Gotcha. That's, yeah, and I, that's huge, I think. And the ego, man, that can just really wreak havoc. Uh, I was watching another video today talking about just ego getting in the way and, and not being able to get to our true potential really because of it. A hundred percent. You know, if you're not focused on doing personal development work, then your life is not going to, uh, you're not going to maximize your life. For sure. Right. And, you know, I resisted it for years because you know, I'm from the East coast and 
It's very like just just go to work, grind it out, crush it, you know, get it, you know, get the job, get the promotion, get the watch, get the cars, get the suits, buy the house, get the one, you know, build a family, have kids, you know, it's just like, no. Like life does not have to be that. Right. Life is that way because it's programmed into our minds yep. by our parents, by the media, by our friends around us. And it's just this vicious cycle of this is how life has to be. Mm. That is not the reality. Right. We create our reality. But we have to deprogram our mind. We have to unprogram what we program unconsciously. We didn't even know we were programming this. Our parents didn't know any better. They did the best with what they knew. But we're in a different world now. We have tools that we've never had before for us to take over our own destiny, to take control of it. No, I, no, that's good. I, I agree hundred percent. I think, yeah, there's so much that we just, I've kind of followed the leader on for so long. Uh, and, and I think there's so much, yeah, more potential now, if we can just break through those, those paradigms and, and those program beliefs. Um, so with, with that going into like finding our flow, that kind of, I think ties into it is, is figuring out our potential, figuring out the direction so we can get in that flow state. Um, what, what do you suggest? How do, how do we start to, to find our flow? So I have a totally different experience with flow than most people because I went, this happened about three years ago. I went on a retreat in Bali. I was running my business in the six year lawsuit, accumulated about a million dollars of debt through the legal, uh, through my own lawyers. I owe that, not even with the lawsuit. Mm. And um, I had a bunch of houses that I was managing that were driving me crazy. I had invested in a bar that went belly up. Um, I had a lot going on. Now, don't get me wrong. These are high society problems. And, no, and I'm not asking anyone to feel bad for me because I, everything I did, I did it to myself. Mm. I built this life with the right. decisions that I made. But I found myself trapped in it. Mm. and absolutely unfulfilled. I was a miserable human being. So at the time, I was just like, I wanted to go to Bali and just get away from everything. I had an office in India. So I would travel to India every year to visit my employees. And that would also give me an excuse to go explore another country. Yeah. So this time it was Bali. I found myself sitting in a uh, room in a workshop and two people were talking about living like they were talking about flow consciousness institute which they started okay they had great jobs but it didn't really feel aligned with them they were making good money but they just didn't feel fulfilled so they left these jobs and then they followed their intuition which told them they should follow this path of flow and their whole premise of flow is if it's not a hell yes it should be an f no in Uh, everything that you do Wow. In your life. And that's the measuring stick. Wow. And I I sat back and I thought about that for a little while. And I thought to myself, well, this is actually a hell no. (laughs) It's not a hell yes at all. It's it's a hell no. And they had developed this uh, course and workshop, which was about, I think, 12 weeks. And they, after I resisted hardcore what they were saying, they were talking about how you can manifest your future and all uh. the synchronicities in life and that 
you know, that you, the energy that you put out is the energy you get back and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I just didn't believe in this BS because, you know, from back East, you're harder. <laughs> yeah. And you're just taught one way and that's just kind of what you know. And so I didn't believe in it, but I was in so much pain and, and, and personal turmoil and on the verge of like suicidal thoughts. And yeah. that I was just willing to try it. And uh, I basically flew back from Bali, to Salt Lake City, thinking to myself, would it be so bad? To live a different way. Huh. Wow. I just sat with that statement. Would it be so bad? And the answer was, no, it would be good <laughs> to live a different way. Yeah. You know, it felt like this heavy, heavy burden I was carrying on my shoulders was slowly lifting. Huh. That statement. So I took the course and I said, I'm not going to judge this. I'm going to put everything aside. And they took us through a process of clearing or limiting beliefs. Mm. Through tapping and EMDR. Okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No, with what's that. what is that? So EMDR is this eye movement, this rapid eye movement. Yeah. Back and forth. Okay. While you're tapping, right? So you can tap all over your body, huh. a specific gland. Uh huh. Back of your uh, uh, between your neck and your spine on the huh. uh, right hand side. There's a gland there that you tap on, it releases this energy. Wow. So we're I'm tapping and I'm moving my eyes back and forth and I'm releasing my limiting beliefs. So like a limiting belief would be like change is difficult. Mm. Like most people think change is difficult, but it's really very easy. If you wanted to change, you could just commit right today. I'm gonna stop drinking coffee after 3 p.m. Yep whatever you're trying to release. Right, yeah. And you could just not do it tomorrow. And then commit to yourself when you wake up that you're not going to do it the next day. And just have that commitment every day you wake up. And then you've changed. But people, uh, oh, you can do the same thing with food. Yeah. The same thing with uh, uh, meditating. The same thing with whatever, whatever it is. Break it down very simplistically and just commit to one thing. Instead of thinking about what the outcome is that you want, like mm. I'm going to stop eating after 8 p.m. because I want to lose 20 pounds. If you start thinking about losing 20 pounds, that sounds like a lot. That sounds oh, like it would point. take forever. Right. It just sounds like, oh, that would sound so easy to quit. Yeah, that's a good point. But if you wake up every day and just make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to eat after 8 p.m., and you do it every single day. The results will come. You'll you'll start seeing the results. Huh. That's that's so so simple, but like so like smart. Like that's the way. So, so did you did you find with the the uh, app, uh the eye movement yeah. and the tapping? Did you find it like instantly, or did it take a little no. bit to get used to? Okay. I, I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is, but I made a commitment to myself. Yeah that I would pay and follow through on this course and do yeah. what I said and not judge it. So I did it and I did feel exhausted. They're like, you're going to feel exhausted after doing this. And I'm like, like I ran four marathons. I'm like, I'm right. killing the jar. I'm not going to feel But I was, they were so right. I was like, huh. I lay down in bed. Interesting. doing this. And they clear, and you do this with all areas of your life. Hmm. So you do it with finance and money, right? You do it with spirituality. You do it with health. You do it with sex. You do it with 
uh, work. So you do it in all these, and you're journaling it too. So it's a whole process. Wow. And I eventually started like seeing shifts happening in my life. I was actually starting to manifest solutions. Hmm. All the problems I was consciously trying to fix. Wow. I wasn't able to fix them. But I was able when I consciously tried to do it. Right. But when I started manifesting it, like solutions started to appear. I started to see the synchronicities in life that I laughed at before. Yeah. No, these things were not coincidences. They were synchronicities. Right. And they should be deemed as such. And magic started to happen. You see, the more you talk about something you want, the more opportunity you put yourself in position for it to happen. For the people around you to have experience or are able to help you to get to where you want to be. That's called manifesting. That's how you manifest it. That's awesome. I love that. The more you think about it. The more you speak about it. Speak about it, yes. The more you vision it, it's going to happen. It will happen. Because there will be people around you that can support you in that and that may have gone down that path and may have had advice or that just can sit with it. But yeah. either way, that is how you can manifest things. And then once you're, as you're manifesting things, you're finding your flow. Mm. That's what allows you to find this flow. State. So what's that look live like? In your highest intention. Okay. To live in your highest intention. Right? To live yeah. effortlessly. Decisions and things come to you. You don't have to seek them out. I'll tell you a story that just happened. to me. I was living in L.A. I was miserable. Corona, COVID, right. um, the, ele- the elections, the social unrest. On top of that, in California, you had the fires. Yep. You have the homelessness is out of control. The drug problem on the streets is crazy and rampant. The mental illness. It's all there in LA for you. And I would hear cop cars go by four or five times a day. Mm. And I was, I was, I had to get out. It was too negative. So my friend, I was trying to go to Costa Rica. Couldn't go because the country won't let us in. My friend posted a picture on Instagram. I asked her where she was. She told me Tulum, Mexico. I never looked into Tulum. I never uh, knew anything about the place. I said, I'm coming down in two days. I got to get out of here. I flew down to Tulum because my intuition told me go. Yeah. I flew down. I put a post up on, on uh, Facebook. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to Tulum. Any, anybody been there? A friend's a friend uh, connected me with a, a owner of this wellness uh, hotel. I booked a week there while I was there. I got connected to another friend through a mutual friend. Me and her were going to have coffee and we sat for three hours talking. She invited me over to her house. I went to her house because they had an outside gym and none of the gyms were open. We're uh, working out and the guy from the second floor comes down. There's only four, four units in this hotel. Wow. He comes down and he says, hey, I'm going back to the UK. I just talked to my girlfriend. I got to go back there. I got to spend some time. So my apartment, I'm looking to rent my apartment if you guys know anybody. Now, I wasn't looking for an apartment and I wasn't like thinking <laughs> of moving, but I said, how much do you want for your apartment? They go, it's $700 a month fully furnished. I said, I'll take it. He said, What? I said, Yeah, I'll take it. I'll I'll pay you six months up front. He's like, Do you want to see it? I'm like, Yeah, I'll go see it later. That's fine. (laughs) So I took the apartment. Yeah. I went back to LA. 
I broke my lease. I packed my stuff. I put it in storage. And wow. I gave my car to a friend of mine. And I moved to Tulum. And I'm living in Tulum right now. Wow. And that is what you call flow. That is living in flow. The universe created this for me. I just listened. Yeah. After years of practicing this, I've trusted the universe. I trusted a lot more than I trust myself. <laughs> that's a that's a valid point for sure. So how do people will things just be easier when people are in flow? Or what's how do people know they're in their flow compared to to trying to do it on their own? Solution that you know they'll be able to manifest solutions for themselves. They'll see all the ways the universe is connected to this It's not coincidence. Right. It, it is synchronicity. Yeah. So how do Things people happen for a reason, right? Yeah. You no, agree. Open your mind to it. Yeah. You have to study it, right? You have to live it. So it's 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 a daily thing. Yeah. Your conscious mind doesn't go away. It's always there. You're right. You want logic to work. You think it needs to be logical, but nothing about moving to Mexico in a knowing nobody is logical. That's true. So you throw logic to the side because where has logic got you in life? Yep. It's got you to question yourself over and over and over. And that's what we do. Yeah, because that's how we were raised. Yeah, and so so where I know speaking speaking those out loud. Where else can people start? Really, really trying to get into their flow state. Like, what would you suggest people do today that they can start getting close to being in their flow? Because it takes time, like you said. Well, I think you have to work on yourself. Yeah. You have to work on your limiting beliefs. What is limiting you? What is holding you back? Mm. Right? Yeah. Are there addictions? Are there like focus issues? Are there, uh, you know, uh, self-loathing issues? Do you not like yourself, right? Are you always Mm. talking down to yourself? I did for years. And a lot of us do all the time. Yep. No, oh my God, I'm, you know, my teeth aren't straight. My hair is, you know, I don't have enough hair. <laughs> whatever. I mean, right. um, you know, whatever it is, everybody's got something. Yep. And you have to start change, start elevating yourself. Start mm. talking about how good you are and great yeah. you are. Like I started this, uh, I was just looking for this book. I don't have it with me. Uh, but I started uh, journaling 100 days of gratitude. So uh, every day cool. I go in there and write what I'm grateful for. Yep. These are little things you have to do if you want to achieve. You don't have to do anything, but these are little things you would want to do. Yeah. If you want to achieve the flow state, because first you have to strengthen yourself mentally to allow yourself to do mm-hmm. So habits are important. Yep. But you know you're in that flow state when solutions start to appear before you even, without effort, effortless. Wow. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I think being able to do that too, because I, yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. I think things happen for a reason and, and, and are connected. And like you said, we just don't see that. We don't look at how they are connected and, and what they're kind of leading toward and things like that. Um, 
But yeah, I think, I think that's really good working on yourself, especially mentally with the limit limiting beliefs and then gratitude, I think is so huge um, because it just changes our perspective, how we, we come towards life really. Like it's, it's things just change when you're grateful um, even in, in a bad situation. Cause I mean, Let's, let's face it, a lot of the people listening to this show are, are well off compared to a lot of third world countries, but we don't necessarily think that way. We're like, oh man, the, the car didn't start today. Well, you have a car, you have a garage, put it in a house, you, you know, things like that. So I think gratitude is really a, a big one as well. Yeah. And, and if you really want to gain gratitude, you have to gain perspective. And yeah. for me, the best way to gain perspective is to travel. But as mm. you mentioned, and you know, now it's not really a great time to travel, but Mexico's open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Croatia's open. There are countries that are open. But um, but when you travel, you learn about other cultures and you really gain perspective about how yes. grateful we should all be about the life that we have in the United yeah. States. Right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think, yeah, opening that that perspective, that worldview. Um, because so many people just stay in their, their little bubble for, for like ever. And I'm like, how, yeah, how do you like, there's so much out there. Like there's so much out there. I still want to see and do and, and be a part of. And I'm like, man, like not to want to do that. That's crazy to me. I mean, I guess teach his own, but ah, there's, there's so much. I, life I agree. I, yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. Absolutely. So now I think, yeah, I think getting in the flow state, I think it, um, I, it's something I've been working on trying to get into, uh, continue to, to build, continue to work on myself, continue to be grateful for things. And so I'm excited as that continues to develop in myself and for, for those listening, like just keep, keep, keep those habits, daily habits to, to work into that. Um, and things really start to, it's crazy when things kind of do just quote unquote happen, uh, towards, towards your goals and, and your kind of your path you're on. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I wrote the book called Chasing the High and there's mm. a chapter in there called The Habit of Habit. Awesome. And I've gotten the most feedback on that chapter. There's also a chapter called Flow and it talks about nice. the flow. So like I've gotten tremendous feedback on those two uh, chapters and the habit is a muscle. You need to build it. Yes. Like, you have to build it, right? It just doesn't happen. Right. Same with unlocking yourself, like limiting beliefs. You have, mm-hmm. to, you have to journal them. You have to build confidence within yourself. You even have to you know, do affirmations. Like, uh, you know, I don't do them every day, but like if I'm not feeling great or I'm going into some big speech or something I need to make or something, I need to pump myself up. Yeah. Looking in the mirror and telling yourself how awesome you are works. It works. It yeah. your subconscious. Yep. It's you crazy. Know? Weird, but it works right yeah it's it's i mean you think about it like an example i i think of is when you see like these big strong guys in the gym like and they're just yelling and screaming but they're able to like really push through a lot of pain to get this weight up because they're like they're pumping themselves up like just by vocalizing um and getting that energy going uh so it's almost kind of in the same path like you're just you're pumping yourself up like you're your biggest fan and, and that kind of comes up with your confidence and everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just like anything you have to like practice. Yeah. That's why. And, and also as you evolve as a human, 
you want to change your habits. You don't want right. to have the same habits you had five years ago. They're not going to resonate with you now. If you're right. That's a good point. Problem, which is the point. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, do the work because it'll pay off in the end and magical things will happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah. yeah. Really, really shift those habits. Yeah. You shift as a person to bring in habits that really resonate with you and elevate. Mm, that's that's so good because i think we can always learn we can always be better like i always say one percent better each day like continually try to get better and grow because i think even when we we do that i, I sometimes i think we still can fall short of our true potential like because i think there's so much more out there and we're just kind of we're just like on the surface of it and so just beating that door every day to try to get through and, and try to grow in that regards for sure yeah 100 percent well, that's awesome. Well, I, I, Michael, it's been a great conversation. I would love for you to share. I know you mentioned your book, uh, but mention it again and where people can find it and then where people can connect with you to just stay connected and, and learn more about what you do. Well, perfect timing because I happen to have a copy in my hand. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, yeah. It's called Chasing the High, uh, an Entrepreneur's Mindset Through Addiction, Lawsuits, and His Journey to the Edge. Huh. This is actually a picture I took at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro when I collected oh, wow. it with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I was raising funds for them. And if you ever get a chance to do that, one of the best experiences of my life. You can find the book on Amazon or Audible. Uh, I read it on Audible. And uh, Amazon, you could just go to uh, com, And then my website is www.michaelgdash.com and I'm on all social media, Instagrams, M-1, M-D-A-S-H-1 and then Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Standard Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, guys, uh, check that book out. Um, I'm excited to get that one and dive into it. Connect with Michael through social media. Check out his website. Just stay connected. It's, it's really good. Get in that flow state and, and learning how to just continually improve ourselves. Uh, Michael, before we do say um, goodbye for today, uh, I asked my guests um, one question based on the fifth trait of pencil leadership. So um, that is being that we're all created uniquely and with a purpose uh, to leave a positive mark. And so at the end of the day, when everything is said and done for you on earth, what do you hope your mark is? I want to bring fun. Even though we talked about a lot of serious stuff today. Yeah. I want to bring fun into people's lives. That's awesome. I love it. I think that fits in the flow state though. Fun and joy. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm very like, I believe in humor and even in very serious times also. Gotcha. Like, you can't take things too seriously. Right. You have to be able to smile and laugh and enjoy. Schedule fun into your calendars you guys you do because yeah time gets away from you I, I love that michael so thank you so much for sharing and being on pencil leadership today thank you so much for tuning into today's episode i hope it brought you value if it did leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast this actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark and then share this with someone someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well now let's go out and be pencil leaders.